Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's that time again, folks. Time for the world's famous motion picture retribution power hour presented to you by the illustrious Evening Brothers. Take it away, band. Welcome to the Motion Picture Retribution Power Hour, baby. Yeah, welcome. Welcome indeed. I'm, I'm speaking specifically to babies. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, uh, adolescents, welcome to the Motion Picture mm. Retribution Power Hour. <laughs> eh. Are they not as welcome? Uh, not as, well, they're kind of welcome. I mean, like, like 40, 45% welcome. 35 to 55-year-old women, welcome. <laughs> Highly welcome. <laughs> Men in their mid-50s going through a midlife crisis, as welcome as it gets. I think that's kind of our energy. That's what we have going. 25 to 28-year-old men, fuck you. <laughs> Age ranges that we are not reaching quite yet, so we just want to make yeah. sure. Well, we wanted, to, we wanted to kind of kind of breach some of the, I would say, 12-year-olds, um, 12 to 15-year-olds. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, John, are you sure you want a recording of yourself saying you want yeah. to breach the 12-year-olds? <laughs> yeah, could you find a... Sorry. Really any um, better word that's better? Let me. I'm Honestly, so sorry, guys. Yeah. Let me. Let me get a clean take of that, if you don't mind. Um, we wanted to violate the twelve-year-olds, um, and we were thinking that a, a, cool, a cool way to do that would be to talk about Preston's movie that he brought to us. Preston, what movie was that? Well, I just, I just want to say that I saw a meme today that was something along the lines of, you know, if the boys' group chat ever gets leaked, we would be totally hosed. And yeah. that's this, but just with the podcast. <laughs> that's true. That's exactly what this is. Uh, Preston, because I, love... I, I think my last line was going to be cut off because what you said was funnier, but here I go. Uh, I'm gonna, mm. uh, I'll, I'll, we're kind of back and forth. As I set them up, you knock a completely different set of pins down. <laughs> and I think so that's fun. You're bowling, you're bowling in the bully alley in the next town over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Preston, what, come on. What You're movie did we watch? What, what movie did you bestow upon our heads like a crown of uh, thorns? Mm. <laughs> I don't know if I bestowed it. I, I think I, I picked it up and then dropped it upon you from a great height. Uh, um, it landed directly on our toes. <laughs> little column A. Little column B. Yeah, yeah. It, it had some, some velocity to it. Um, oh, velocity really is a great both word. Of you just took a drink at the same time. Anyways. <laughs> Um, our movie for this last week was, uh, Rebel Moon. Um, I feel like this is the most recent movie that we have It is, by about five or six years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, by almost a decade. I think you're right. Um, like I, I almost didn't pitch it because I was like, oh, we always do old, not old, but like not old, like, you know, 2008 or so. (laughs) Yeah. Back in the old days. (laughs) <laughs> Those old, can... busted, decrepit-ass movies. <laughs> Dusty-ass movies. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking senile films. <laughs> like Triple X and whatever other... I couldn't think of a single other fucking movie we've watched. Uh, cue okay. the Winged Serpent. <laughs> uh, I mean, that one does qualify as old, though, I, I think. I can't not keep bringing that one up. You have to, every time. Um... And I, I almost wasn't sure, like, because I watched it and then pitched it. And then I I almost second-guessed myself and then rewatching it, you know, a day or two ago, I said, no, yeah, this is absolutely a movie that 
we should oh, discuss. Boy. Oh, it deserves Rebel it. I, honestly, I want to apologize on behalf of you, for you, to you, uh, mm. because you made yourself watch this twice. Uh, <laughs> I, I did not know, apologize. A thing really that I'm not for the team. I'm not entirely sure I would do to get out of a saw trap is watch this movie <laughs> twice. <laughs> I I have one one thing I want to talk about, which I hope we will elaborate on more, but mm. just one pervasive thought was this mm. movie was originally, we all know, and I'm telling the audience right now, was J.J. Abrams' pitch for a Star Wars movie. Mm. That got rejected. We all know why. The The main uh, thing, uh, though... You mean, you mean on account of it being bad, Lincoln? <laughs> yeah, on account of it being terrible. <laughs> but the one thing that the most pervasive emotion I felt the whole time was, oh boy, we judged J.J. Abrams so harshly. <laughs> we we so, judged him so harshly. We were so mean to him. We were so mean to J.J. Abrams, and all he was doing was his best. He was doing <laughs> his very best. And here Zack Snyder's just, like, dropping his pants and taking a dump on screen. <laughs> and we're just... <laughs> and J.J. Abrams probably sitting here, sitting at home watching and thinking, like, okay, at least I freaking did my best. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, part two coming out in April. Woo! Oh, woo, woo, woo. So stoked. So stoked. <laughs> what are the chances? I feel like they're pretty high. I'm answering my own question. What are the chances we end up covering part two for this? We got it. Yeah. We got to revisit I, it. I feel like I maybe maybe not like a full own episode, but maybe we do like a little bonus episode uh, kind well, of thing well, with it. Preston, yeah. you'll just have to you'll have to give it a watch and see if it's episode worthy, and then we'll ah, watch it again. Um, so enough, that you will have seen this entire <laughs> fucking series twice. <laughs> I can do that because I am fully planning on watching the second one. <laughs> I mean, me too. That's the problem. <laughs> okay, Preston, tell us about this movie. Yeah, bring us in. Um, so this movie is um, uh, came out fairly recently. Uh, it was directed by the one and only Mr. Zack Snyder. He sure um, is one and which only. Which, <laughs> as, as much as I feel like... Um, like, we were just talking about this. Like, I, I feel like, John, you made a, a, a comment like, oh, tell us a little bit about the movie. Maybe, you know, mention the director if it's relevant. <laughs> which I feel like with this movie, it is very relevant. <laughs> I don't know, Preston. It's almost I'm, like... I'm not entirely sure that it's relevant. And, and... Then, you, and then you picture like a sunrise or a sunset behind you. Sorry, that was partially yeah. visual gag, partially audio mm, gag. Mm. Everyone at home, unlike my two co-hosts, is laughing pretty heavily, pretty hard. They sure, they sure are. Yeah. I, I think it's almost so relevant that it loops back around to not being relevant. Because it's mm. like, who else... As we talk about the movie, it's going to be like, who else could have possibly directed this? It's like, so funny. I totally agree with you. I feel like my, all, every I took so many fucking notes on this movie, and ev- not a single one has anything to do with Zack Snyder, because all of those thoughts were already preconceived when I went into this movie. So it was like, yeah, They were of conceived course. by Zack himself. By Zack. He, he, put, he put them in my brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I also would like to say that generally I do like Zack Snyder movies and enjoy his directorial style and action and cinematography and all of that kind of stuff yeah um which makes me really really sad that i don't like this movie more <laughs> i i completely agree yeah his movies on average are pretty good i like them i think on average though you would find that the movies where he's working with a team that's more talented than him <laughs> tend to be much much better <laughs> i will not argue with that I will also not argue with that. Yeah, anyways. What's this movie about? 
So, what's this humdinger about? (laughs) Absolute humdinger of a movie. Um, So, this film. I think you mean a humdinger. It's funny every time. Uh, (laughs) Well, it got him. There was was a plot, right? We. I know, I know I don't I know it, so. so I'm not blaming so. you for not knowing there was a plot. it. Just, um, you need to Google it, you can. I feel like, I think the plot was, you know, like the first maybe third of a heist movie. Um, okay, well, now I'm going to cut you off because that was one of my notes that I wrote pretty early on. Is like, imagine if the first 20 minutes of Ocean's Eleven was the full movie and everyone was sad. That was, that yeah. was just exactly what this movie is. Imagine if Guardians of the Galaxy ended when they got arrested by the Nova Corps. <laughs> that might be about the plot of this movie. I, as per usual, I did. I, I have a mental note that says something very similarly about Guardians of the Galaxy and For this sure. movie. Okay, Preston, Anyways, take us through the so, plot. The plot of this movie um, is we get some very dramatic um, voiceover. Um, for an introduction into the world uh, which is it's just the thor voiceover right like it's just verbatim the same audio clip that they got from the first <laughs> thor movie we have to assume I i'm think, not I willing they, to go back and an check AI. either one of these <laughs> i think they took an ai and made it record the thor voiceover and then also read through all of the opening crawls of every star wars movie and just mashed mm. them together I will say that is one thing Star Wars has gotten very correct is like I comprehend way better when I'm reading what's happening and not (laughs) when some random guy in space is like, imagine the Dark King in his weird homeostasis. He says all kinds of words and I heard him and I didn't, not a single one registered with me. Well, the good news is you don't have to know about any of that. (laughs) It didn't matter, didn't matter uh, even a single bit. Because basically there's the evil empire and then there's those who would call themselves rebels, which is a line from this movie. And it is such a good, hard line that would just means absolutely next to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Preston, what's the plot of this so movie? The plot of this what's, movie what is you've got a... <laughs> I promise something happens. It's two hours and fucking 15 goddamn minutes. Something happens. It's Um. two fucking hours and 15 goddamn minutes. Yeah, those are bespoke (laughs) terminologies. So there is a a village um, on a planet full of peaceful farmers. And Um, dust. In a community. Yep, in a community. um, That get visited by the evil, um, evil empire... Basically, <laughs> I am not convinced Preston watched this. I'm so sorry, I don't, guys. I don't think he did because I am trying to explain this plot, and the only thing that is playing in my brain is a Bug's Life right now. <laughs> because, care to, care to, okay, care to not, share why that is, Preston? Not, because the same thing in this movie, movie happens. The the evil empire comes, um, threatens a peaceful village of farmers for their grain. Um, threatens to return um after murdering some people and um some of our heroes go off and attempt to find warriors to defend the village from the grain stealing empire 
So, so Guys. John is is just now realizing that a bug's life is also based on Seven Samurai. Guys, holy shit! This is a bug's life. <laughs> Present, I also just love the fact that that like the Seven Samurai or the Magnificent Seven are like touchstones of classic cinema. And in this movie podcast, you're like, you know what? This movie's just like a bug's life. A bug's life. No, because <laughs> it's because so specific I about had, the grain, I had though. Thought yeah. about the bug's life and or not about the bug's life i thought of magnificent seven samurai seven samurai magnificent seven samurai um and he got himself he made himself life, laugh but it works way too well it does it's so wow all right okay yeah so you know what if you've seen a bug's life it's this movie except it's no movie. hold on it's if you've seen the first half of a bug's life it's this movie <laughs> Why? That means we know Why the ending Zack of this Snyder movie. Why is the most... Yeah, they all come back and defend the, the village, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's got to be, and right? That's got to be the next it, movie. Except it's going to be two and a half hours long of that. Right. Well, they have to go to 18 other very, very highly dusty planets. <laughs> Shake things up a little. They need more <laughs> slow motion heist crew gathering. So... I really, we were really disparaging Preston for not talking about the plot, <laughs> but like that is the plot. Like, right, that's, he's we not are now wrong. At every, we have arrived at everything that happens in this movie. I think the only thing we're missing is go collect some folk, and then that's the movie. Right, go collect some folk. They get captured at the ends, and then they kind of triumphantly escape confinement, and and crash a ship, almost destroy the bad guy, <laughs> and crash the ship. Crap, but not the real ship. No. A fake ship, like not the one they, the not the, ship. not the dreadnought not the that they've gaze. named name dropped like eighteen times. No, which Something also else. what a name, what a name. Oh, it's can we talk about the king's name. gaze for a little oh, bit? We can I think, talk we, about I think we have gaze. to. Yeah, because I just love that in the, in this year, twenty twenty four, year of our Lord, Zack Snyder was like, I'm going to call this ship the king's gaze, and I'm going to have people say lines like, "We cannot stand against the king's gaze." And it's just such a, like, I don't know, it, it puts such a perfect mental image in my mind of the army calling themselves the king's gaze. <laughs> I don't want to speak too much to who Zack Snyder is as a person, but I do, every time I watch one of his movies, I do picture him in the writer's room, just just every, I would say three lines being like, fuck yeah, that's a cool line, dude. Holy fuck shit, yeah. dude, oh. you are so good. And it's just him in the room, and he's like, you are so, he's the only oh one god, in you are so fucking <laughs> sexy, dude. Oh my god, everybody loves you. It's incredible. <laughs> oh, they're all gonna get a boner when I tell them about a giant bird that steps on that guy's face. Everybody's gonna get so fucking hard when they see that bird. Oh my god. Oh, Wait till they the hear about the king's bird. gaze. <laughs> they're gonna, that have... spider lady, they are gonna bust. They're oh, gonna go. They're gonna nut. <laughs> I actually, I, I disagree. I think it's more of like a golem situation where he like turns his head one way and he's like, they'll hate it. They hate you, Zach. They hate everything you've done. No, no, they Zach, hated they love us. They love us, Zach. No. They gave us $90 million to make this. They trust us. We could have made two Indiana Jones movies for the price of this one. Well, two of some of the Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> two of two good Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> There's also um, the the kind of subplot as well that's going on, which um, which he managed to somehow fit one of those in there. Which is oh amazing. yeah, how did he have the room? <laughs> With this subplot uh, added, he now has point seven five total plots. <laughs> is um, um, one of the 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 folks in the village um, is Cora who we find out was a soldier for the evil empire. Um, mm-hmm. And even, a, I think, a bodyguard for the, like, royal princess or something. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, because she's got that, what I liked, what I called in my notes, the Gamorajin story. Uh. She's got the Gamorajin story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then don't forget, Preston, the uh, Anthony Hopkins robot, the eloquent Anthony oh, Hopkins right. robot. We're going to talk about the robot man. at some point. Yes. When, I, literally like when I make speed running Lincoln, hold on. Steel. Hang on. <laughs> when I make my call for what the reason is, because we're trying a new format, everybody. When I make my call at the end of this episode, toward the end, of what the reason Preston brought this up, why he made us watch this movie the robot is involved we will talk about the robot i promise <laughs> oh I'm calling, I'm calling dibs on the robot <laughs> on Ro- robot talk 2024 i call dibs it's later on so are, so we're waiting to talk about the robot then or we will just wait to talk to about the, no no, no. Okay, we will okay. wait to talk about the robot we can we can wait to talk about um yeah I mean, this we can is... wait to talk about discount uh westworld for sure this is normally um, Preston. That sounds a lot like you're starting a robot talk. <laughs> uh, he like can't help himself. I feel like this is probably in future episodes going to be later on into the episode. Um, but there's just nothing to talk about right now. Uh, so this is, I believe, our section, our segment, our classic bit that we like to call "Find Your Funny," which this is "Find Your Funny." Lincoln has oh, prepared a uh, a theme song for "Find Your Funny." Go ahead, Lincoln. You said it was acapella. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. here it is. Mm. <clears throat> okay. Find your funny, and then maybe the podcast will be good. And so we're workshopping that. So Lincoln, <laughs> what <laughs> what's the funny or funny that you've brought to the table today? This is so a, actually I a uh, uh, a motion picture retribution power hour and Twinkie talk first. It's not me doing the find your funny. No, it, it is me. And it's actually a, a sponsored message. Oh, no way. Uh, yes, money. I love money. Mm, excellent. Yes, I know. Well, we're, we're not the ones I use money. Paid. I use money for oh. cool stuff like, like Oreos oh, uh, and sorry, chocolate sorry, John, chips to I'm not, put on my we're, Oreos. We're not, we're not the ones getting paid. We are sponsoring this message. <laughs> Lincoln, I, hey, Lincoln, I'm not super liquid is, right now. Is, is, so, is that what that so Venmo the thing was is, for? I found, mm. Yeah, yeah, it was. That so was, I found oh, it. I that found was a what the fifteen hundred dollars a week has been for. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm... For the past six weeks, yeah. Okay. I, I found a nonprofit. Uh, you know, you have to be careful with your nonprofits. Make sure that they're like legit. Make yeah. sure that the money's going the right place. You this gotta. one is. I'm, I'm really proud of their message. I, I believe that us as you know, podcast communicators are going to gain a lot from this. Okay. And so, uh, we have been sending <laughs> three thousand dollars a month. To the Rehabilitation Center for Exhausted Rhetoric. I'm sorry, wait, no, 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 hold on. First of all, I would love to hear more about this uh, pyramid scheme that you've sent our money to. Um, second of all, I'm doing a little, just some quick brain math here. I'm doing a little bit. It's 1500 for me and 1500 for yep. Preston. Yep, yep, and then, and then my wait, wait. mine goes in there. 
my contribution, and then and then we're sending uh, more like uh, just around right three thousand just, just around the combination of both Preston and my total. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sum. yeah, including including my contribution. Right. To, to what is fun. your contribution? Okay. Well, my my contribution is mostly like words of encouragement hmm. and uh, and, to, and oh. really kindly worded emails to you're, them you're or the to us. Because if it's if it's administrator for delivering yeah our money. yeah I'm. I'm well, well. Here's the other thing: is I'm the founder of the rehabilitation center for exhausted rhetoric. Oh, okay. All right. So, and, um, hmm, that seems a so. Li- hmm, that's a little shady. So, I'm not gonna lie to you. Don't you? The, my question is: Do you do you want to see where your money has gone? I guess because I do. I guess I do. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't not want to. It's a lot of cash. So, well, I wasn't worried, yeah, yeah, yeah. but now Here I'm now I'm worried. Here it is. This this took like yeah. 40, 45 minutes to make. Because it's so like, like rest assured. It's yeah. like nine thousand dollars I sent you over the last six weeks. Yeah. So. Well, okay, hang on, hang is. on. Is that fifteen hundred a week or fifteen hundred a month? I mean, it's been a week from. Like, have you been paying monthly? I I thought it was fifteen hundred a week. Oh, it was for me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the last six weeks. It yeah. Was. Okay. All right. I was okay. Okay. Just Lincoln was doing something. I, I was worried that second. Lincoln was doing something something shady here, but he's yeah. not. It sounds like he's doing something no. completely above no. board. Yeah. Okay. So the rehabilitation center for exhausted rhetoric. Okay. Uh, our our goal is to reframe common phrases in a more positive, more forward thinking, more uh, public friendly, uh, more presentable light. And so we think that that so many common phrases are negative. And it's time that we embrace the power of, of positive manifestation in our sayings and phrases. And I, I actually have to ask you to not interrupt me until I finish this one. That's fair. We've paid, we've paid enough for that. You've I paid think. enough money. So, so sit back really and relax. That's going to be really difficult for me. I'm just it's gonna Let me guide you through this. Oh, Preston, my brother, my dude, my brother in Christ, it's going to be tough for both of us. I'll We're just gonna have a time. I'll turn my microphone off. How's that? It's <laughs> a good idea. Our first oh, phrase I'm sorry, is what? don't put all your eggs <laughs> Preston, I you you See. are going to be so surprised by how much text I have written down here, and once we get to the end, you're going to regret if you try to sabotage this early on. <laughs> He's laughing. Go ahead. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Is ominous. It's foreboding. It's deficit focused. It's it encourages anxiety. So here's the here's the SEO optimized rewrite. Instead of don't put all your eggs in one basket, we say. A basket is a great place to store some of your eggs. Okay. <laughs> it's positive and it's asset focused. It encourages wise behavior. Second phrase, kill, bir- kill two birds with one stone. It's very death focused. There's violent imagery. And also, I have never known someone that threw a rock at a bird <laughs> to kill it. Here's the rewrite. Befriend two birds with one drone. Oh. 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 So this this is kind of an exploratory, scientific, you know, go out into the world, you know, try new things kind of kind of phrase. Exciting. Break a leg. So Here's our next right phrase. Um, <laughs> I know that it's tradition in theater and in, and in performance to say break a leg before a show. And uh, you know what? I didn't even take the time to research why we say break a leg. And all I did was rewrite it. Don't break a leg. <laughs> Incredible. Much better way. Much better way. Okay. Next phrase. <laughs> A bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. So, again, with all the bird death, there's quite a bit of, of, di- of dead birds in our, in our language. Um, and so, he, who keeps killing these birds? Here's the rewrite. There are so many birds hiding in so many different kinds of plants. 
and that that's just that's just kind of about about you know how much there is out there in the world <laughs> next phrase beat around the bush uh it's it's really vague i have no idea what's in the bush and it's always used in the negative no one no we're always saying like don't beat around the bush so the rewrite is get right up in that bush <laughs> So instead of instead of being negative and saying and saying, hey, don't beat around the bush here, be positive. Say, please, please get right up in that bush while we're talking. Uh, What's I, same, I, I feel like it's not interrupted goes, if you haven't started the next sentence. Uh, I love that we have a clean cut of Lincoln saying, please get right up in that bush. <laughs> so the next phrase is is similarly used in that it's always used in the negative where people say, you know, not to put too fine a point on it. So we're just going to going to flip it around. Please put too fine a point on it. <laughs> and and we have a solution here. If you're about to say not to put too fine a point on it, instead of being negative, you flip around to the other phrase. You say, "Hey guys, I'm about to beat around this bush." <laughs> <laughs> okay, final final phrase. Lightning, lightning never strikes in the same place twice. This phrase is giving superstitious old prospector, or maybe like chauvinistic <laughs> weatherman, which neither of which neither of those are in right now. Mm. And there's like, you know, freaking. Have you heard of lightning rods? Like that's the whole point of lightning rods is that lightning will strike the same place over and over and over again. <laughs> Got it. I know. I'm, I'm giving the hard hitting questions here. Here's the rewrite. A bird only dies in the same bush once. Wait, wait, hang on. <laughs> well, because, you know, I, I was kind of starting to miss bird death. <laughs> I was worried I was too zealous sure. in my purging of bird death from our language. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so hey, I decided Lincoln, to just you're, you're bring one speaking back in there. like you're making all of this up. Like, like this nonprofit yeah. that we're sponsoring, John and I, with our hard-earned money, is just you absconding with it. <laughs> To be clear, whether he's been he's been pretty obvious about whether or not there's other people involved or whether or not he's providing a service on any level whatsoever. That's been pretty clear. So I, I think he's been entirely honest with us. We just didn't ask enough questions. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's definitely on us for sure. And look, I'm almost ten grand in the hole on this one, so I'd I'd love to go on ahead and add a couple because I'm I'm I guess on board because of how much of my sweet sweet cash I didn't tell my wife I, know, I gave I... to you. I feel yeah, like I have yeah. to be at this point. So, so if I can I throw a couple in there? Yeah, yeah, let's let's workshop this together. Okay. Well, so I was thinking about like I have Googled some common phrases and they're all pretty aggressive, I'm not going to lie to you. And and really, if we're being honest, not super PC. Uh, uh so one that stuck out to me is bite the bullet. I'm not loving what that has to offer. That feels a little bit eh, I don't know, just like a little a little aggressive, perhaps a little suicidey. I'm not really down for it. So here's what I've uh, what I thought about is maybe consume the bullet. So it's like, like just really take it on. Like you can handle this. I'm gonna consume that bullet. You know, you know, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, bite the joystick on your Nintendo 64. That's pretty good too. That's very good. Yeah, because that's something that I feel like a lot of a lot of people were really enthusiastic about doing, and it, it didn't really bring a lot of harm to people. Yeah. Well, like I said, the other thing that I've noticed is that maybe there's a lot of these could really just have a question mark at the end. Um, and it's yeah. the same. It's the same thing. So like maybe better late than never. <laughs> better late than never. Or like could could be better. 
Um, I do like your beat around the bush. I would also like to offer up perhaps beat off the bush. <laughs> that seems good to me. What, what about quit beating the bush? Okay, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> quit. What we'll do, maybe make a month for it, call it like quit beating the bush November. Um, we can do for blow off some steam. I think maybe suck off some steam would be good. <laughs> Um, you're, you're just changing a single word. These these aren't these aren't remixed and, and SEO optimized. I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> like feeling under the weather, I think is feeling over the weather. Like wow, I'm I'm flying. I, I'm, I'm beginning going. to see your pattern. Yeah, I don't think there's a pattern. Also, over the weather is a phrase. I don't think it is. That's insane. I'd, I'd like that... to. Uh, I'd like to contribute one here. Oh, Preston's um, got one. Okay. Yeah. I I agreed with with Lincoln that that. You know, bird death seems like a real um, opportunity here for this nonprofit. <laughs> Couldn't um, agree more. So bird death I, is I an opportunity like to for us all. <laughs> um, the cat that ate the canary. Okay. To the cat that ethically sourced a canary. Mm. Okay, can I take that? <laughs> I can I take that in a sort of different direction, Preston? And this is just uh, a absolutely. yes and sort of. Oh, we're, this ju- is a like, workshop here. Yeah, this is a verbal jazz kind of moment. Um, yeah, yeah. It's all I about was, the words we don't say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all between the lines. I was thinking maybe something like um, the cat that ate all the canaries. Mm. So there's no, How more, about the- there's no more canaries. Because I, I, you guys seem to be a pro bird, and I have a fundamental <laughs> issue with that. Um, on a, because of how just distinctly anti-bird I am in every sense of the word. <laughs> You're just looking up in the sky like, what are those fuckers up to? Those little sky bitches. That's what I call them is my sky bitches. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so like, like maybe, maybe the cat that, I don't know, decimated all the birds, something like that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The cat that desecrated a canary's grave. Yeah. It could be like Garfield, the destroyer of cats, I think is something. Of canaries? No, all ca- No, sorry. Did I say cats? All birds. This martini's getting a little strong for me, boy. <laughs> now I am become Garfield, the destroyer of birds. <laughs> okay, have we found our funny? Uh, I, funny, is that you? Is that you in the corner there, funny? I think that's you. We found it. We think, found that little son of a bitch. Get over fourth, here. Bend the over. The fourth individual in this this podcast space <laughs> that none of us are on. sharing at the moment. Hang on. That's pretty good, actually. We can make a character out of this. It's like Garth Ooh. Funny or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Ryan Funny. Wait, <laughs> he's really racist, so he's very quiet. <laughs> yeah, well, no, he's not. He's not quiet. We just cut all of him out. Is the problem? <laughs> well, well, what he does is he whispers racist jokes into our into our headphones, mm-hmm. and then we have to kind of filter the racism out and turn it into like comedy that's possible to uh, to perform. That makes sense. Well, possible to, oh, for- to perform in, in all that, states. Ryan? What was that, Ryan? Oh, yes. Jonathan hates birds. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hey, uh, Ryan just talked to me, and he said that Lincoln uh, might be deeply, deeply anti-Semitic, which I think is weird. I don't know. No, I, he I... meant anti- anti-Semitic. I really hate concrete. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. No, he is. He's, mm. he's looking at me with the two thumbs up in his eyes. Um, that makes sense. He's in sort of a, Yeah, he's sort of a, an eldritch beast that we haven't really talked about. An eldritch cartoon slot machine. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> if we ever start another podcast, Eldritch Slot Machine has to be 
<laughs> it's a title, at least. Uh, if we ever start another podcast, a thing we threaten every episode of this podcast. <laughs> oh man! So we, uh, our next section of this of this episode is going to be talking about a couple of moments that we think we deemed worthy of discussion. Lincoln and I have both brought a couple of things. Preston may or may not have. We didn't really talk about it. And then toward the end, our third, second to third, depending on how many moments we all have. Uh, is going to be our final guess in terms of what made Preston choose this movie for us to watch. I'll yes. kick it off. Okay. Um, a positive of this film because we've been really shitting on Zach on his <laughs> on his weird little chest. Um, I think the world, the design of the world, the costumes, the the robots, the monsters the wetness of the plasma guns, all of that is good. I think all of the visual... No, let me rephrase that. All of the ideas presented in a visual format are good and interesting and something new. I, I partially disagree. Okay, tell me about that. Because while I think, like, for instance, if I saw a behind-the-scenes look at this movie, if I saw their costume room, if I saw their props bay, I think I would be really impressed. Yeah. I agree with you. I think... I would say, wow, look at the attention to detail in the craftsmanship here. I don't think any of it is given enough attention or framed in such a way that I can possibly appreciate any of this. <laughs> okay. What about the wet plasma guns? <laughs> I, I, you know what? <laughs> Thank you so much for adequately putting words to the plasma guns. Yeah. Because <laughs> one, truly. Really one's pretty simple word. <laughs> <laughs> it is the plasma guns are so good yeah in this movie. the sounds the look oh the sound is good they're like, squishy i they love the sloppy sounds. sounds i love that like the slide on the pistols like cycles yeah even though it's, it's like that is very plasma cool. like that detail so good so it's so sick. so good and i really like the um yeah, I really appreciate the costuming and the worlds and the visual look and language of the movie so much. 100%. The scorpion um, cuff monster that they released to go catch everybody, very sick. That was cool. That was fun. I do agree so about that cool. one. I want to talk about, this is something that this movie kind of threw into sharp relief for me. And it was something that I've been trying to figure out how I felt. And this is like giving me vocabulary to express it. Okay. Okay, I feel like in our current age of cinema, it is becoming increasingly difficult to find a director who is both strident and confident and artful and fundamentally functional <laughs> visually. <laughs> okay. Like, like I think about the, the original Indiana Jones movies, which are directed with this kind of confident, dramatic hand that is, you like feel Spielberg's confidence and passion and expertise kind of exude through the direction of the movie. Mm -hmm. But it's also very extremely functional. It's always really clear to know. It's always very easy to tell what's going on in the frame. True. It's easy to see where people are, what's moving, who's talking. And um, that brings me to, we judge J.J. Abrams on his writing, but I think he is a really great balance between those two um, like aspects of directing. I think his his movies do tend to be really <clears throat> tend to be dramatic and directed but also really visually clear. And Snyder is just drama. There's no <laughs> like if if he has to sacrifice the plot or the geography 
or the story or the dialogue for the drama, he'll do it. For a cool shot. For a cool shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I can get behind that. I feel like there is something to be said, though. For, like, he, he's got a sense... This is weird because he doesn't put it in this movie. This is a weird film for me. Like, he he doesn't apply most of what he... It feels like somebody saw a Zack Snyder movie and then tried to make it. But he, generally speaking, has a sense for scale and for making things feel like a pantheon of gods and, like, huge. And, like, even Batman. The way he frames Batman is in such a way that you're like, this guy's scary, this guy's powerful, this guy's important. And then, like, compare that to the way that they put Batman in the Flash, and it's just like, this guy's here, this guy exists, and this guy looks kind of dumb. And so it's like... And this I, guy's Batman. And this guy I qualifies as Batman, officially. I feel like this is not one of those movies, which is weird, because it's like him and Netflix, which the his pairing with Netflix has been very fruitful in the past. The, the zombie movie that he made was great. I love that movie. So good. It's so, so, so good. So good. And it's visually fun to look at, and it does a good thing with the genre. This feels like it forgot to, like, do anything with the genre. It Yeah, it doesn't have anything to say. And it's, like, especially exemplified in, in the moments of every character that they recruit gets their, like, transcendent move, moment as yeah. if this was the third act of their very own movie. Right, but exactly. It, all, it feels so unearned. It doesn't add up to anything. Yeah, it's nothing. No, I think this I, is I one of those agree. movies that has so much style and so little substance. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally almost none. Yeah, and I, don't, I think it's it's. Um, yeah, I, I agree. It's like it's a very like, and there's nothing about it that really makes it cool and different from any other space epic movie. Well, yeah, you know? yeah, no, like. I was reading a review that was saying something along the lines of it doesn't have the pop of star Wars. It doesn't have the funny character moments of guardians of the galaxy. It doesn't have the scale and opera of Dune. It like, it's, it's less, it's just like the whole movie is just trying to desperately remind you of better sci-fi projects that have been made. Yeah. It really feels that way. Case in point. I thought of all three of those movies as comparisons when I was watching it. It it really feels like, Somebody took all three of those, you know, movies, franchises, whatever, and said, hey, we're going to make a movie, you know, combining the best parts of all three of these. Um, but, but it just never but they, for, like Zach, It was there. what Zack Snyder considers the best part. Right. It because, was like, is there any chance that Zack Snyder hasn't actually seen any of those movies? And he he's just only seen the trailers? saw the trailer and went, well, that looks pretty cool. <laughs> I like those laser swords. I could make some of those. That kind of reminds me of a bug's life. Yeah, that's, every, that's everything. That's every time he wakes up and he goes, hey, that reminds me of a bug's life. And then his other voice goes, no, it doesn't. Do you hate a bug's life. It's, it's too innocent. <laughs> it's beautiful. We love the bug's life. No, no. It's cut too economically. <laughs> it feels too much like the real world. <laughs> <laughs> when when you're talking about like style over substance the main director i think of is edgar wright and he knows that when you're putting style over substance you also slash it to the bone so that you're not having to wade through all this bullshit to get to the style yeah yeah you just like 
you just randomly there's zombies and you're like, why? It doesn't matter. Get fucked. Here's your movie. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim takes off and the living room expands into like a hundred yards and then the movie has started. Like, yeah. There's no... So if this movie, I think if this movie was cut down to a cool, like, 130, I feel like all of us would have walked away with such a better impression of it. Honestly, if this movie was an hour 30, we probably would have been like, I don't know why you, I don't, eh, I guess we could talk about that. I don't know. There might be something. My my gut prediction is that the next, we're all going to watch the next one and then come back together and just, yeah, this, like, could have been one single continuous movie. and mm. Yeah, that was, like an hour 40 right <laughs> like, i doubt that this like of those harry potter movies or the twilight movies or any of the time the hunger games one or any of the times they've split a book into two to three movies yeah yeah the hobbit yeah there's oh, just not of... enough going on in this one to really gel it together into and, one. Yeah, no, and it literally feels like he's just using slow-mo which there's a couple slow-mo shots that are cool but there's a lot that literally look like oh this scene needs to be 40 seconds longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's always a couple yeah. that look cool. That's that's a given. Just statistically. I feel like, okay, so this is... Go ahead. This, this, well, I was just going to say, this kind of leans, what we're talking about leans pretty, pretty well into my next number two out of three of my points that I wanted to bring up, um, which was just like, there's so many, so much in this movie and also absolutely nothing. But it... My oh, wife, yeah. when I was watching it, Darcy, she 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 was like, "Is this based on a movie?" And then every ten or so minutes, or based on a book, and every ten or so minutes, she would be like, are, "Are you sure this wasn't based on a book?" Because there would be some random spider lady, and that spider lady would be like, "Well, this is what I've been doing for the last twenty years," and they're like, what? "Okay, like why? Does it matter?" Same thing with like the weird the weird eagle griffin thing. Like I was Buckbeak, the hippogriff blown away that that didn't show up again i cannot believe that that wasn't involved that didn't go with them are you fucking kidding me i was so bad i want i wanted that that guy to call the eagle back yeah during the the third act so obvious like of course you would and like why give you why do the whole scene the entire scene shot for shot from avatar if you're not gonna have that griffin be important (laughs) avatar how to train your dragon yeah stallion (laughs) sure there's a lot of those (laughs) i i hate that sequence so much like out of a movie with so many questionable decisions that one stands out so much to me wait 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 you're saying make make one of the only brown characters in the movie uh able to achieve transcendence and escape from slavery by communing with nature you're you're saying that that was questionable that's bad that's bad in some way (laughs) that's bad that's bad now (laughs) it's it's bad to have a wise indian who's also really buff and shirtless the entire movie who rides a rides a horse bird real good and that that's how he achieves you know his his self-actualization via spiritual connection don't let us forget spiritual connection to nature you're saying that's why are you saying that's questionable that's that's somehow not accurate and or perhaps a little judgmental and perhaps it's freaking the year of our lord 2020 fucking four and we're and we're still dealing with this now yeah (laughs) You guys done? Ah, it's debatable. It's always a question. (laughs) It's just in a movie of like really weird overdone introductions. That is just such a very weird overdone introduction. 
for a character that does absolutely nothing the rest of the movie. That is also my biggest problem. That's the problem. Like I feel like they set up all of these really great characters with these really cool intros and then didn't use them at all. Yeah, and they give them all. What's funny is they give them all specific, unique skills. Some of them a little racist to do something with, (laughs) and then none of them ever come back. Mm, Let me rephrase that perhaps all of them a little racist <laughs> i'm trying to think like like asian lady with swords not not racist <laughs> like i don't think in the final battle there's i mean i feel like the final battle An really only focuses you. is that a is that a racist like i feel like the like every in every single every single battle in the movie there's always with the exception of one, I feel like there is only ever really one character that ever gets focused on, and then the other ones yeah. just sort of like pop in for like one brief little moment and then pop right back out. Right. You never Which get this just... like sense of like team building or interest in anybody besides Cora like... slash Artelaus. Like the fact that this movie was made post Guardians of the Galaxy three one shot fight scene with everybody working together down the hallway. Like that seems like it would be all up in Zack Snyder's jam. Like he, like, why didn't he, why didn't he do something like this? Yeah. My full expectation was to come out of this movie. Like, well, man, it was fun as hell to watch, but was it good? No, but it was fun. It wasn't even fun. Nope. No. And you you finish the movie and you go, where did all that time go? Yeah. Like, what have we been doing? What have we been doing? That we haven't gotten to know the characters. We haven't really seen very much cool action. We haven't like progressed the plot very far because the movie ends in more or less the exact same state that it begins. Yeah. This... Except that the good guys have a couple more guys on their team. A couple, but like, okay, that was my other question, and maybe it was because I didn't pay attention to this movie, which is granted true. <laughs> um, did you guys? What happened to literally all of the rebels outside of the sister? It's just peace. Cause, okay, because they were not at the at the planet at the end. No, no, no. Right. He he's like directors or he's like rebels that want to help, and then like four of them are like, yeah, I'll help. Oh, see, I saw a couple of people show up, and I was like, like stand up, and I was like, okay, cool. That must mean everybody did. Now it's gonna be all of them. And it wasn't. And I just you know didn't funny? even think about that. Think about uh, the rise of Skywalker, which, you know. Maybe we judged that one too harshly, given <laughs> this movie. We did. <laughs> so you got the rise of Skywalker with that completely out of nowhere, everybody rides in to save the day. Right. And Zack Snyder sets one of those up better than Rise of Skywalker did, and then doesn't follow through. And it just on doesn't it. doesn't happen. Why would it happen? So like I I I'm I'm guessing something like this is probably going to happen in the next movie. It has but to. But like. It has to, but why split it up into two movies if you're going to set up all these narrative threads and simply not follow up on them? And just like, do nothing. We with them. don't. We're we're not. It's not like Lord of the Rings where everyone knows that this is a long overarching plot. Like he is releasing this movie, you know, with no no prior knowledge of the franchise, no like immediate understanding of the characters or even really the genre yeah. that he's in. Yes, in his mind maybe these narrative threads are fulfilled, but all it is is unsatisfying. It's not like a cliffhanger. It's like, a oh, well, that was kind of disappointing. Yeah, it was like, why did I spend two and a half hours on this movie? And I feel like there's two sides to that. One of them is that this is, like, even even Lord of the Rings, I feel like, did a good job of making the first one feel cohesive as a film, 
and they got to a uh-huh. point where you were like okay this is this is the next step let's go on to our or our next chapter you know like but each this one was of like them, lord of the rings if the if the fellowship got together and they were like okay let's go and they were like sick hell yeah let's ended. go <laughs> but then the other problem is to have a moment where everybody comes back together like this and this is a problem with rise of skywalker but but like to have a moment where everybody comes together, you have to have an Avengers Endgame, it's Captain America versus an entire army moment. Like, there has to be a moment where you're like, there is no way that they can win this. Or or Lord of the Rings again, you have the ghosts returning yeah, uh, absolutely. the Battle of Pelennor. Yeah, yeah, but they just isn't one of those. Like, this, the final battle in this movie is just kind of like some guys against some guys. It's not, it's not a whole <laughs> army against four people. It's like probably well, 18 not, people i think my biggest thing with the final bat is it's not even like what the movie builds towards the entire movie no it's like we're building towards this really epic cool defense of this village and you know they're gonna train the villagers and the villagers are gonna be you know terrible at first and then they're gonna get better and then we're gonna have this big epic battle defending the village and they that's not the final battle so right. all of these things get that get set up never get paid off whatsoever because they tried to chop it. They decided to chop it into two and, oh, well, we have to finish it some way, but we can't, you know. Right. We've totally. got to save okay. defending the village for the second one. I want to I want to tell you guys some run times. Bugs Life run time, <laughs> an hour 35. Okay. Seven Samurai run time, two hours 40. Magnificent Seven run time. Two hours and eight minutes. Why did Zack Snyder l- literally do this exact plot, but say, I need two more goddamn hours to tell this same exact story? <laughs> it's a valid question. Yeah, I... And there wasn't a joke there. I just... <laughs> no, it's... it's it, you're, you're, you're not wrong is the problem. I'm making myself a little angry. <laughs> There's also, there's nothing, there's also very little, I feel like, that, like, ties all of the characters together, because they're all just... It wasn't even clear what they were offering. Like, it wasn't even clear that they were getting paid or anything. Yeah, well, I I disagree. I feel like they made it kind of clear that they are being paid. Um, But but I feel like the entire movie, it's just, hey, we're going to fight the mother world. And the other okay. character says, no, we're not going to. That's a terrible idea. And then there's some big speech about revenge. And then they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. But it's... Okay, we'll do it. Yeah. Like, there's no, like... There's just nothing interesting. Like, there's no conflict in how they're putting... It's like, it's like the whole thing with... Um, trying to figure out a good parallel for this um dora the explorer <laughs> and the map and, and the, the map. and the sexual I, tension I between really, her and the map you have no idea and how the, much i want to make that connection right now <laughs> but it's, it's just they just sort of go along with it and there's never any conflict yeah. there's never any oh i don't know if this person is actually going to join or not Oh, yeah. No, it's just always like, okay, this is the person that's going to join as they introduce them. Uh It's like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Which, okay, that was a problem that I had. This isn't one of my points, but it is a question that I have for you guys. (laughs) Um, 
because I, I think we're Lincoln. Have you made your your two? I, I know I've made. My yeah, two. I'm good. Okay. All right. I'm ready to move on. Okay, one final thing, and then we'll do our final, our last. Uh, what we think it was that made Preston make us watch this movie. Uh, the the Empire is what I'm gonna. The space Nazis, right? They uh-huh. are are not. I'm trying to think how to phrase this, but they aren't presented in such a way that makes me think they're all that powerful. Yeah. Because from what, yeah. I, what I've seen, they pop out of, and Lincoln, tell me if this is breaching on what you think it is, but like what your, what your guess is for Preston, but they pop out of a space vagina is exactly what they pop out of. Like, I, I feel like we haven't touched on that. Just like us. Just like us when we're born into the world. But we, like, you're making funny haha goofs here, Lincoln, but guys, if you haven't thought about it in a second, think back to what the portal is. It is a vagina. Like, it's... okay. Lincoln, don't make this another Blade Boner thing. Are you? I, I don't. I just don't. I don't see where this is going. <laughs> but I, no, this is a separate point. No, a you, side... you don't have to prove this to I'm us. I'm about this to Google okay. it on, on my work computer. Okay, all right, all right. Make right, your right, point. Right, right. Thank you. My point is that they they pop out of their vagina and they like they don't seem to be like like there's a guy and some other army guys, but we never see a scene where Vader destroys a planet. We never see a scene where they're shown having any power outside of this guy says that they have power. We never, we never see the functional empire. Not at all. Like even the first star Wars movie, it's just this common knowledge that the empire is so powerful and so all reaching. Yeah. It's like no, no question. Like there's no scene in this movie of them evading a patrol squadron of, of empire soldiers no nor is there like nor is there an assumption that some people might be on the side of the empire it's just like the empire shows up and everybody in the town is like don't tell them shit like don't talk to them it's gonna be fine (laughs) anyway that's a side point okay let's get into let's get into what we thought uh, i'm so excited to hear why you guys thought i think i'll I'll go first jonathan because i feel like you've got a humdinger (laughs) i've got a real humdinger yeah (laughs) i think that Preston, the first time he watched this movie, saw that spider lady, and he was he had some confusing feelings, and he had some he's like how what what is this making me feel, and and what he realized was that feeling was was kind of arousal, and it turns out that he's got a thing for for ancient eldritch spider ladies for arachnid women. I understand for that for arachnid women. Um, and so, he, one... You were going to love my choice for next time we record. When Madam Web comes out. <laughs> oh, my God. Just... <laughs> Two, uh, I think I think he was really hoping that, that it would connect on the same level to one of us. And so, he's very sad right now that it didn't. He's reaching out for a, a sexual friend. <laughs> a sexual... Well, no. No. Not quite. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's a solid guess, Lincoln. Mine wasn't quite as as uh as meta as yours is mine is just an element to the movie that i think is just baffling um but it's (laughs) i've written down here um why choose to make interesting characters if you're only gonna follow the boring ones and so i made a list just a quick list off the top of my head of the characters i'd rather watch a movie about uh number one is the spider lady uh so i believe i think we're on the same general page number two uh weird brain leech alien that talks through a human that isn't his 
Uh, number three, the Squid King Levitica. Number four, the Scorpion Robot. Number five, that random space orc. And then my true number one, the one that, the one true king, the one that is more important than any other character in this fucking movie, that they give exactly five business, five godforsaken business minutes of, of footage to this film, and it's Jimmy the Robot. And he's mm. and his name is actually Jimmy. His name is actually Jimmy, and he is easily the most interesting character in all of Star Wars. Like it's crazy to me that they made one good character that is better than the thing they're trying to fight, and then they just went, but fuck him. Hopefully he's in the next movie. <laughs> Dumbass bitch, little idiot with the horns. Yeah. They they establish thoughtful K2SO. Yeah, exactly. Perspective. Loving K2SO. Which is, like, we all will freely admit to ourselves and to others, that's what we really want. Mm -hmm. We want robots that care about us. That's what we want to see in our movies. We want robots that are humans. That's what we look for. That's what we look for in a Star Wars movie. That's everybody's favorite character in every Star Wars movie is R2-D2. Yes. Because he's a robot that's a person. It's fucking absurd that they made such an interesting, gave him such an interesting backstory Made him have such a character moment with the Got other Got Anthony lady. fucking Hopkins to do the voice. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. And then what do you do with him? He doesn't. He just stays in the fucking village that we never come back to until the end of the movie. Is dog shit. I'm upset about this. I think it really gets down to Zack Snyder being someone who has no sense of, like, what works. Yes. Like, he, he has good taste. And he also has bad taste, and he doesn't know how to distinguish between the two. He can't tell. Like, if he could if he could have somebody that would just be like, hey, Zach, that's a bad idea. Don't do that. <laughs> he would make billion-dollar movies every time. I'm going to briefly... He would make billion-dollar, 15-minute short films <laughs> every time. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brief... I don't know if this is defending Mr. Snyder or... Please, please, it's not. Zach. Defense for Zach. I don't know if this is this is defending or if this is also incriminating. Um, But I think the one of the problems with this movie is it is assuming that we will watch it, care about it enough to watch the second one, and care enough that it's it's it's. It's trying to form a franchise that has to be watched all at once versus, hey, let's make a really good standalone movie and a story that can actually be self-contained and tell itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, you're totally right. Like, I, I will say, come April, might be the I will smartest, be watching it. It might be the smartest <laughs> thing he's does for this franchise. Like, that might be... What, just defer all the goodness to a different movie? No, but, like, okay, okay, but think about it. Like, we are all in a place in this exact moment where we're like, hey, when the sequel comes out, we're all gonna watch it. Separate from this podcast. It has nothing to do with the podcast. We're all gonna see it because we all wanna see does it get good eventually. I feel that when that is, like, just on the streaming service, when that's on Netflix for anyone to see just back-to-back, Netflix already has an autoplay feature it's almost going to be like the do you want to watch the next movie is a scene in between the two. Like, I think that might be kind of smart for him. Preston, I'm suddenly on your side. I still hate that he didn't do anything with the fucking robot, but but I'm on your side. Because I feel like this movie, there's like two very, like, I think if you split, there's like the defending the village story, and then there's the Korra's journey story. And I feel like if you split those two, 
and had a movie introducing and focusing on Korra, suddenly this movie is almost like a functional storyline. Almost. And then you could bring the robot in <laughs> with, because with, the robot has this whole connection with the two princess. Whole ass other movies. Yeah. This movie may may be a functional movie. Right. That's, you could introduce yeah. just this, actually, this character this totally up Zach and time. then have your franchise of, hey, here's this, you know, character and this really cool robot traveling the universe and defending this village. Look, here's the thing. We're setting ourselves up for just just really Eaten crow, eaten. Oh, hey, that's another one. Eaten our words with these. Like we are. When, when the sequel comes out, if it is as bad as this one, we are gonna be so pissed because of the borrowed trust that we have in Zack Snyder. Of like maybe the next one will be good, which is exactly what the kept the DCEU going for. I would say a solid decade. You're not and then he wrong. finally released one good movie, and it went directly to HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> okay i think it's time for equivalent punishment. i think we're doing it yeah it's time oh uh, do, do i not more, to get who... do do i not to get to say why i chose this movie yeah yeah, yeah. sorry oh you're yeah, right tell us. yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> what is your reason that, that we chose that you chose this movie i chose this movie because for two reasons number okay. one i had very high hopes for it and was deeply deeply upset the first time that i watched it and so I, I had maybe just like a little tiny little bit of hope that maybe it could be better watching it the second time. Uh, that is wildly, dare I say, <laughs> fundamentally relatable. <laughs> um, I mean, that was the first first reason. Um, the second reason was, of course, the uh, wetness of the blasters. Um, that <laughs> okay. sound and is, is just so good. It's just so good. Dude. Put it in a two-hour loop of just the wettest blasters you can imagine, and I, I'll watch it. I'll you start know, a website. Call it wetblasters.com. I don't think you know that would be a problem. We need a cut of this movie that cuts out every really scene that doesn't involve a wet blaster. I totally agree. We need to cut out two hours and 15 minutes of this movie. It would movie. be a tight, like, 30 minutes <laughs> if of that. pure action. 30 seconds. <laughs> Oh, I, uh, I, I, I had our homework before we do cinematic equivalent or punishment. Mm. Um, our homework that that I sort of thrust upon us was that we should figure out what was going to be in the the Snyder cut of this one because there's going to oh, be that. Oh, I know. I know. T- I think I know too. Lincoln, what do you got? Okay, one. This is something I actually want to talk about in the movie. There is so it is a concerning amount of Zack Snyder having watched Star Wars and said, you know what Star Wars doesn't have enough of? Sexual assault. Sex, baby! Yeah, let's get <laughs> raped up in this motherfucker. Yeah, so that's what I think is going to be in the extended cut. I fully agree with you. Yeah, I and mean, it's like, think... it's it's that scene, it's like sexual assault, and it's just sex. Like, I think there's, I think this is going to be the horniest fucking Star Wars movie imaginable. <laughs> and we, the, the great thing is there is no way to tell between which two characters the sex is going to happen. No, it could be anybody based, at any time. Based on the movie we've already seen. It's, it's no going to be the robot. Right. The robot's going to be one of them. Oh, uh, yes, he's going to, he's going to get a blowy, a robo blowy. <laughs> Perfect. John, you have said the phrase blade boner, and somehow that was the grossest thing that ever, that, that phrase just so now is bad. Like, I really want to make a portmanteau, uh, but I just, I can't. I'll do it. It's Roblo-y. Roblo? It's easy. It's a Roblo job, which is very close to a Roblo job, but that's different. 
<laughs> That's when you're riding a bicycle. Um, what? <laughs> I thought I thought a Rob Lowe job just meant that it was tons of enthusiastic eye contact throughout. <laughs> And then at the end, he like pushes one of one of the one of the like products that he's been marketing. One of his protein shakes. He's like, "You should try this. It's it's really good." Um, God, that was, this has gone off the rails. This is amazing. We've really lost the plot on this one. So, cinematic equivalent. Just this like movie Zack is the cinematic equivalent of going to, um your favorite restaurant as a child and having the nostalgia just not be there at all and having oh, the food be yeah. terrible. <laughs> For sure. Uh, this movie is the cinematic equivalent of putting in your Blu-ray disc of Alien and then finding out it's actually Prometheus that you put in. <laughs> <laughs> this is the cinematic equivalent to trying to mix up all of the different Play-Doh colors as a kid and then tasting it. <laughs> this is the cinematic equivalent of that bean boozled game that they put out where some of them taste like vomit and some of them taste like cherries except they all taste like vomit. but they all taste like vomit and even the cherry ones you're like maybe i'd never like jelly beans maybe that just wasn't really my jam Have we said this is the cinematic equivalent of rubbing your eyes too hard? No, we before? haven't, but that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like that for sure. <laughs> Hold on. I got, I got more. We've all got a couple good. more in us. I feel it. Oh, <laughs> We're not sure. done. I just need to stop laughing for a second. <laughs> I feel like this is the cinematic equivalent of ordering like a, I don't know, let's say whiskey soda at a bar. And then you find out that, like, turns out it was a concert venue, and they just put, like, a little bit of whiskey and a whole lot of soda, and it just wasn't very good. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that a step further. This is the cinematic equivalent of going to a restaurant and ordering food and or ordering a drink at the bar, tasting it, and realizing that you could have saved yourself a lot of money Ooh, and yeah. eaten something or drunk something so much better at your house if you had just made it. 100 percent wait i'm sorry hold on i like the implication that that suggests that we can make a better version of this than <laughs> Zack snyder i might well, not john john we're we're podcasters we clearly know everything oh yeah of course yeah we're on the internet i actually might be able to i feel i don't know i feel like i could take Zack snyder in a fight is i guess what i'm saying um, this movie's a cinematic equivalent to getting really 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 high and staring at an itunes music visualizer for three hours (laughs) this is the cinematic equivalent to the heat that comes off the back of an old crt tv (laughs) what (laughs) can i oh can i take that and run with it a little bit take it and run this is the cinematic equivalent of taking a frozen burrito out of the freezer and then trying to warm it up with the heat that comes off the crt tv (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then, then after 30 minutes just eating whatever is there yeah 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 oh oh i got one this is the cinematic equivalent of leaving food on your counter overnight and you wake up the next morning and go you know what let's give this baby a shot <laughs> it might still be good i don't know <laughs> this is the cinematic oh, speak- equivalent of having leftover fries 
and then you microwave them oh, and then they're yeah, terrible it is. oh never mind i had one and it's not better than that and i think that's it i think that we were done we got it we got it in one first try baby nailed it <laughs> Uh, Preston, take us out. Who's who's got the next movie? Oh yeah, it's you, John. That would be you me. gotta take all us right. out. Um, well, first of all, before I tell you the movie, thank you so much for listening to Motion Picture Retribution Power Hour. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us at mprphpodcast at gmail Please recommend please email movies us. for us. Please email us. Please talk to us. We love you. Uh, if you email us, you will get on the show. It could, especially <laughs> if it's like hate mail, we will absolutely yeah. put it on the show. That's that's uh, gonna be our next segment once we start receiving hate mail. So yes, please. it's perfect. <laughs> uh, is that everything? I think that's everything. Nothing to yeah. That's everything. Don't do anything else. Um, our next movie, Preston, you have chosen this for us because I have three I have. movies that I had on backlog and i i am i was ready for each one of these movies but your computer took so goddamn long to get through the mail that our timing has lined up exactly perfectly for me to choose our next film madam fucking web baby so you all have to go to a theater to see this one uh when does it come out in two weeks bud in exactly exactly two weeks next not next wednesday but the wednesday after that february okay 14th valentine's day okay madam webb uh thank you for listening to motion picture retribution power hour i have been bra- wait is there homework you know lincoln i mean you I feel would like- be the you would be the kid where <laughs> we're almost done with the class and asks if there's homework. You would be that. Yeah, okay. Kid. Sorry. All right. Your homework Sorry. is going to be. It's going to be. It's two. There's two potential homeworks. Okay. So it depends on what kind of movie this is, because mm. there's a lot of rumors going around about this movie. So homework one, if it's the movie that I think it's going to be, tell me where there used to be Spider-Man references that they cut out, and then <laughs> okay. Homework number two is going to be, tell me how many guess. I would say like try to figure out without looking it up, how many writers there have been on this project before it came out. <laughs> okay, okay. Those are your okay. two homeworks. And you could do both, but if if there is Spider-Man stuff, like actual God's Honest Spider-Man stuff in that movie, ignore homework one. But because I think there isn't really going to be homework two. Okay. Thank you for listening to Motion Picture Retribution Power Hour. I have been a brother, John. I'm still going to use use it. Go ahead. <laughs> I have been Brother Lincoln. I could crash you from here. <laughs> and I have been Brother Preston. I want to use something from this movie, but I can't. I, I What a podcast. Something about the, the Scar here. Giver, baby. Something about the community. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> terrible movie. Guys, that was so good. Yeah.